<laughs> the following production is part of the VP Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with twink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, I've gotten it right twice in a row now, two weeks in a row. You did. You did. We are the Intrepid Trio, Mo, Larry, and Curly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that's my lawyer team. Never mind. (laughs) Um, I think we broke Mike. No, I got Huey, Huey, and Louie. What? I I got distracted because so Agent Zeb stepped in to say something. Like you know, I'm recording. Why? Anyway, she was just trying to perform a mic check. Uh, all right, we're going there. I see what you did there. Get okay. We're going there. So in the news, y'all heard about the the guy who was kidnapped by a gang of mimes. Oh no. He did unspeakable things to him. Mm. Oh, look, I see it. Mm. Yeah, that was two thirds of a pun. (laughs) 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 Thank you, folks. We'll be here all week. Be sure to tip your way, Steph. You know, I got I got one. I I have one that's been it's been making the rounds for about a week. So I may as well just put it out here in the interwebs for everybody to, to hear and share with your friends and family or make them give a reason to uh, honest, my brother. <clears throat> what vegetable would be best at martial arts? What kind of vegetable would be best at martial arts? Yes. Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, I heard that, that in a movie. 
I heard that in the movie, and I'm like, you know, I got to pass that on. So, Broccoli, there you go. I, I could totally see that if VeggieTales ever did an action movie. Yeah. Oh, oh. my word. I there did you not go. Uh, the inventor <laughs> of, the, of the whiteboard, critics said it was remarkable. Oh, my word. Oh. Well, you know, I tell bad chemistry jokes for a simple reason. All the good ones are gone. Anyway, by the way, happy happy belated Father's Day to all the dads out there. If we're going to tell dad jokes, we might as well, like, you know, salute dads. There you go. Last week, y'all wished me a happy anniversary because we recorded on my anniversary. We did. Mm -hmm. And please tell me that y'all actually did something this weekend worthy of an anniversary. Oh, yeah. We we did. Yeah. We we, we went out and had some good times. Good Good Um, But we also. I am recording from my new workstation. Oh, yes. It looks sweet, man. So I am suffering from workstation envy because of you, sir. Got it on yes. Amazon. Really, uh, really liking it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging it pretty good. Sweet. And I'm nice. actually yeah. using my boom arm, my broadcast boom arm, with the clamp that it came with. And not the clamp. And not having to screw a flange into my tabletop like I did on the old desk so I could have it use the broadcast boom. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to play. I'm still trying to figure out placement of where the mic's going to go. You'll get, the, you'll get that down eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I managed to get the sweet spot on mine. And, you know, and, and so it's kind of like I now, as things on my desk change, they have to be rearranged based on the location of the boom mic. Yeah. Like the, it's at the sweet spot and I'm not moving it. <laughs> no, you do not mess with the sweet spot. I'm telling you. No, no. no. So because of the desk, uh, the shelf that my monitors sit on is a eight inch shelf deep. Yeah. And my monitors are, and it's like 43 and a half inches between <laughs> opening my monitors are 24 inch monitors Ah. so i have them at a slight v but i can't do it how i want because these were these monitors are also hd tvs so they were used in conventions um i got them cheap from from a friend of ours and so one's got the normal pedestal foot in the center Mm -hmm. and the other one's got like the v legs right so uh, we're looking at um, monitor mounts. The one we've picked out, I went and looked at the measurements. The foot for it is 10.6 inches. I'm like, it's going to be overhang. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't want to get the one that clamps right. to the desk. Because yeah. this isn't, this, the shelf's not thick enough for that. Is that is that a gaming desk that you have? Yeah, uh, off Amazon. Nice. If you're interested, I'll send you the link. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, send it both to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah send both to us because I, I'm in. I, I, I'm kind of sort of in need, but I gotta figure out if uh, how wide it is and this one. If I'll, this desk is 63 inches wide. Okay, my right. problem is I gotta wait until the rest of the house is done before I can touch this area. But mm-hmm. my computer desk, such as it is, is it's made for it's it's made wide enough for one good size monitor but i got yeah. two and so it's not like it's in a v this is almost like pythagorean right angle yeah yeah 
I mean, I mean, my desk looks like my workable area is like A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah. Well, that that's part of the reason why um, I'm going to get the mounted, you know, the the stand with the monitor mount arms to it. I right. got you. Because then I can finagle this how I want. But it, it's yeah. so weird. Recording last night, it's like, okay, the screen I usually look this way at is off a little bit more to my right. And this screen, which was angled more, is a little flat. And I'm like, okay, this is not, <laughs> this is an adjustment. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it did not come with a TV, a uh, keyboard tray, but I had an, a keyboard tray on our old desk that we got at Ikea. If it's on this, I, if I put it on this desk. Well, well there you go. So, but well, all right, I, I've got everything laid out so nice. Okay. Uh, I'm actually trying to keep things clean for once. <laughs> um, but y'all saw pictures on how I've already started to decorate. Yeah. yeah we saw the pictures. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. There's a few, few uh, a couple shelves I still have to decorate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Um, but again, going back, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates such as Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for fifteen percent off your uh, Biddy Boomer Bluetooth speaker needs. I got, I got to remember where I put mine. I never have to remember where I put mine. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man's in the other room. In my bag. <laughs> I don't remember where my others are. But some of them. Are, some of them Thor are is my wingman, dadgummit. I like that Thor is my wingman. He, he is right next to my computer. I, I have a collection of Vaders because Casey keeps sending me different Vaders. Like I have Vader with where the helmet comes off. Ah. So I... So- I have both of the original Vaders, you know, the, the goof, uh, the one with the goofed up eyes, eye color, mm-hmm. and then the one that was supposed to be. My Vaders are not open; they're just sitting. So I'm, I, I use, I'm buy I, a Vader it, and open one it, so I can leave like the others. Nobody puts baby in the corner, and nobody puts Vader on the shelf. No, no. I use my cap. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about starting to use it more when I game now, be, uh, when, I, when I'm playing uh, X-Wing, because I've noticed that like when I if I play and I have the music going, sometimes the audio messes with the music. And it's like and I think maybe because it's an older game and I don't know enough. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know enough to adjust the audio for that sort of thing. But I think I'm going to I I can like there's like Star Wars playlists out there. Oh, so yeah, I can yeah, have yeah. that music going in the background while I'm playing and you know because I'm trying I'm I'm kicking cause because I'm kicking it old school, I'm trying to earn my uh earn my flight officer rank okay. uh with um while I'm doing the the proving grounds on X Wing. So with the X Wing so. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I will take Thor with me. I will loop him. I will, you know, loop him on a belt loop mm-hmm. when I'm like working and stuff. While I'm working, you know, just working on projects around the house because mm-hmm. that way I can leave my phone where it's at. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I don't have to worry about, well, did I bring the phone in here with me so I can play my music? No, I didn't, but that's okay because I got Thor at my belt. Right. Thor right. is by my side. Thor is my freaking wingman. Thor has I, my back. I, I need them to do a a Deadpool one so that I can because uh, like Dawn, I think if I think if there was a a Deadpool one, Dawn would use it. Um, well, I'll, and I'll let she Casey loves know. all things Deadpool. So 
I'll give her that, re- or I'll give Casey that recommendation. Yeah, because I'm so, surprised that there's not a Deadpool one yet. Okay, here's one. While you, while you talk to Casey, uh-huh. they need a Star Lord. Yes. Yes. Matt, they need Drax, Matt. too. They need Drax, too. Well, they definitely need Star Lord because I would so play the Guardian soundtrack through Star Lord. Well, they have, yes. They have Brute. I know it's not yeah, the same. Yeah, but it's not Star Lord, dude. Um, in my work Star bag, man, you heard me. <laughs> in my work bag, I have uh, Iron Man, so I have a, where I can sync them up to either my iPad or my laptop at work. If I need the extra audio. If there was a War Machine one, that would be reason enough for me to get another. Yes, yeah. that would. Oh, and dude, no, I I could deal on with their website, Sam Wilson. On their Captain, website, Thor Captain is America. sold out. Really. Yeah. Yes. Or oh, a Sam Wilson one. That'd be good, too. Oh, Sam Wilson one. cap would be great. Oh. Casey, are you freaking listening to us? Because you need to be. I may just snip this part out and send it to him. Please do. Actually, Please I'll, do. I'll, I'll text him later. I mean, we got She-Hulk. How about Hot Aunt May? Uh, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Never mind. Gamora. Never mind. Gamora and Nebula. We can, we can see Gamora. Yeah. I can see Gamora. Definitely. Yeah. Black yeah. Widow. Yeah. Oh, if you're going to go full Guardians... You got to do a rocket. Yeah, you yes. got to do a rocket. Oh, and if, we're, if we are going full Guardians, we need Cosmo. We need Cosmo. You know, I'm just going to say this. A Yondu would be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He may have been your father, but he sure won't your daddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, Why too. that make you cry? <laughs> also, too, check out Rebel Sabers. Use code Wookie for 10% off all your lightsaber needs accessories uh heroes and villains use code weeby geeks for all one word for 10 percent off your purchase there they got a bunch of great new marvel stuff dropping there and uh that's it at the moment because red flag workshop he is in the process of moving from north carolina to arizona why because oh, wow. he got he got a new fighter plane that he's gonna be flying mm. he's going from the f-15 e to the f-35 what Yep. Ooh. Yep. Uh, that's where you upgrade to the good hardware. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, speaking of hardware, let's go comic books. Peace. Okay. Top ten comic books rising in value in this last week, and I'm only going to cover the Marvel ones. All right. Okay. Uh, they are number ten, Spider-Man India from 2005. Uh. Which issue is this? I think it was just a one shot. May have been. But, you know, it only has to be one shot. Yeah. Um, it was a variant, and uh, they tracked a high sell for a C- CGC 9.8 copy at $350 and a raw FM, F- near mint FMV at $51. Wow. Mm. Number nine, Transformers number 11 from 1985, Marvel. Oh, snap. Did I have this? CGC. I remember seeing this. I remember seeing this. I don't know that I that I have it or not. CGC graded 9.8 copy, $159. Very fair FM, FMV, $6 or a raw. Okay. Amazing Spider-Man number 10 from 2014. CGC 9.8 copy, $285. Near Mint, Raw, $82. So far, everything I have said has been Marvel. Uh, number seven, Ultimate Fallout from Marvel 2011. Uh, it's a Miles Morales issue. 
track 9.8 CGC, $2,026. For a raw near mint fair market value, $551. Wow. Number six is from another company. Number five is from a different company. Number four, Spider-Man number seven, Umberto Ramos, top secret spoiler from 2023. So one that just came out recently, CGC 9.8, $150. Near Mint Raw, $33. Not bad. Oh. Number three, Spider-Man 2099, number one from 1992. Yeah. I remember when this came out. I have this. I did not collect that one. I collected like Punisher and Doom from yeah. 2099. Yeah. I thought about getting the Spider-Man 2099, but I thought, you know what? No, I have, I've kicked myself for not having gotten this one since 1992. Well, 9.8 CGC, $210. See, that's yet another reason why I'm kicking myself. Uh, a raw near mint, $23. Ah, okay. And at number one, She-Hulk, number three from 2004. Note, it's a Edge of Spider-Verse number three, Spider-Boy spoilers. Um, 9.8 copy, CGC, $135. Raw, very fine, $12. Not bad. I want to price my Han Solo, uh, action figure variant cover because last i saw my local shop had it for a hundred bucks and that was one of those where stores had to jump through hurdles and frying pans and everything to to get copies of that book right so and that's one i should have gotten to two of if i had only known at that time right done too but so yeah that's the marvel dominates the list um no dc at all there's a book from image and they Two books from Image and a book from Uncivilized Comics. Wow. Everything else in the top 10 is Marvel, the movers and shakers. Okay. So, um, staying in the in this realm, Marvel announces What If novel series featuring Spider-Man, Loki, and Moon Knight. Yes. Uh, these stories, uh, this last story and this story are all coming from comicbook.com. Uh, our next story is coming straight from Marvel, so tease that until we get there. Um mm. So it looks like Marvel is expanding on What If. Uh, It worked really well as an animated series. Let's see what happens with the season two. I liked it when it wasn't connected, but that's just me. Um, But now they're going to be teaming with Penguin Random House's Random House Worlds on some brand new novels. They're developing multiple novels that will feature Spider-Man, Loki, and Moon Knight, and a whole bunch of other characters that you know and love. You know what? Mm -hmm. New goal now will be to try and get these authors on the show absolutely um so this is the press release for it random house worlds an imprint of random house a division of penguin random house announced today a collaboration with marvel entertainment for an adult novel series world english carrying on the classic marvel tradition of what if storytelling this official license series reimagines the origins of Iconic Marvel heroes allows the readers to discover what can happen when the fabric of reality is altered. Sorry. Uh, set in their own distinct universes in the multiverse, each book focuses on a unique twist on an iconic origin story. The series will launch in 2024 with three titles. The first book in the series is What If Loki Was Worthy? A Loki and Valkyrie Story by Madeline Rowe. It will be released March 12th, followed by What If Wanda Maximoff and Peter Parker Were Siblings? Wow. A Scarlet Witch and Spider-Man Story, 
written by Shannon McGuire. Shannon McGuire. That will come out in July of next year. And then what if Mark Spector was a host to Venom? Oh. Written by Mighty Marvel Geeks guest Mike Chen. Okay. The the Loki was worthy. That sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wanda Maximoff and Peter Parker being siblings, not quite so much. But Mark Spector as with Venom, holy crap on a pogo stick. Yeah. I want to see this now. I want to see this as an animated series. I want to, no, 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 no. You know what? I want to see this as an MCU project. Uh, audiobooks edition, audiobook editions for all novels will be also published by Penguin Random House Audio. Please make them dramatized. There's something else that's that they don't mention in that story, and I feel like it's something that's important. Those books are for adults. The the a lot of the books have come out. Did they mention it? Yeah, adult novel series. I said it in the press release. I, I missed that part, but I love that. Like there's a because the majority of the books, I think all the books really in there's in this recent run have all been YA. So yeah, it's it's been I think it's nice that they're kind of doesn't mean I'm not gonna read there. them. Huh? I'll still read them. Yeah, well, I mean, at, well, see, like I've I've read, I think I, I, I have a I have a couple of the books. Well, and, it, you know, it, I read them like and you can tell we... they read a little bit differently. But it's just kind of nice to have. I don't know. It, it reminded me. It reminded. It took me back to uh, back in the '90s when Marvel had that whole run of novels that, like, you know, there was there was like a, some Daredevil novels. Actually, I managed to find a Nick Fury Ages of Shield one. Uh, there was like a. There was a Star Trek. There was a. X-Men Star Trek crossover novel out there. Uh, I believe you are correct. Yeah. I remember the comic books. Yeah, there was a novel. novel Based off the comics. There was a novel. Oh, snap. And and they were really well written. Um, You know, they would take no familiar stories and expand upon them. Although I think the Daredevil one felt like a new story. But yeah, so I'm glad to see that they're bringing that back. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. Some gaming news. Yes. Marvel Snap gaming news. Card I was able to actually get. What? Since I missed out on Howard. Really? You got? How'd you, how'd you get? Um. Uh. Uh. Spider Pig already. Because it was in the collector's thing in the shop, and I had enough collector. Uh- I had enough collector points because he was only 3,000. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Instead of the 6,000 like they wanted for Howard. Yeah. But yes, Spider-Ham is now in the game. <laughs> and Spider-Ham gets on my nerves. Everybody's got Spider-Ham right now. Oh, I've been playing Spider-Ham. I've been having fun with them. Oh, my goodness. Especially when you get the one location where it says it'll create a duplicate in another yeah. location. Like, yes. oh yeah, I'm, and, and that's the that's location one, and Spider Spider Ham's right there. Yep, yep. Immediately take two two of their cards because this is this is his ability. On reveal, he takes your opponent's highest cost and highest power card and turns them into a pig. They still keep their cost and power, but it's just there's no ability. They're just a pig. Yeah. <laughs> it's so okay. cool. 
I, I've been playing Thanos. I, I have one. I have a deck that I have both Thanos and I have uh, um, the one that's a twenty power. No, oh. a, a twenty? Huh? Death? Not death. Infinite <laughs> So I have, I have, thank you. So I have Infinite and Thanos and Spider Pig shows up and boom. And like all my, my abilities are gone. They're, they're pigs. They still have their powers. They still have their, like, their, like 20 power, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the the fun one too is Kitty Pride. I just got Kitty Pride as well. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of kitties out there too. Yeah, I don't use her as often, mm-hmm. but it's it, it seems if I throw a spider pig and then I start doing the the routine with Kitty yeah. by round five, the person's retreating. <laughs> I've had a lot of people retreating lately. Um, I had one. I, I almost sent it to you, Kylan. Okay. Um, the uh, I had the person retreat. First location was Sinister London. Oh, and that's the one where you play a card and it, and it copies to another location. That's where I play Spider Ham. Right. The next one was uh, the raft, which, of course, the first one to put four cards there gets a cost, a uh, six uh, card cost at, at zero cost. It'll cost right, you zero. Right. So on that round, I played Kitty Pride at Sinister London. My opponent hasn't played any cards. I've only played the two. Right. After I played Kitty, because I was expecting to get a second Kitty. Mm-hmm. As soon as I and, and Kitty hadn't even been revealed yet. As soon as I played my card down, he retreated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you just love that? I'm like, really? I was about to whoop butt here. <laughs> and, I, and I still had in my hand uh, Cable, Nick Fury, and Hulkbuster. Ooh. <laughs> I, I've had, so there's been three cards, and I don't know what has gone on that these have gotten so hot. There's three cards that I've been running into a lot. I've been running into Spider Ham. Yeah. I've been running to Kitty Pride. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of Galactus. I haven't seen a lot of Galactus. A lot. Of I haven't. Galactus. I haven't seen any Howard. I haven't seen the Howard either. But there is a Jeff card, and I have it pinned. Oh, Jeff is Jeff the Shark. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get him one day. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, this has just been so fun. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, according to Marvel.com, Spider Ham fits into a, a lot of different styles of decks. Since he's a low cost, makes him an easy card to swap swap in for s- such standards as Korg and Yondu. Uh, I actually swapped him out with Angel in my one deck. Okay, I was okay with that. Um, but it's uh, one way to work with him low cost though is to put him into bounce decks which generally use Beast and Falcon to empower Bishop and Angela. Mm-hmm. It's important to keep in mind that Spider-Ham might prove most effective towards the middle or the end of a game, since it's likely by that point, players have a better handle of what their opponent is doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to remember that strategy. <laughs> that means players can knock such powerhouses such as Galactus and Null just before they're played, plus maximizing Spider-Ham's disruptive capabilities. Yes. Eric, I'm telling you, you need to be playing this game <laughs> if you haven't already. Uh, I have not yet. I have not yet. I have successfully, so far, successfully resisted the siren call of Marvel Snap. Uh, sorry, you, you, you got to get you got to get into it, dude. I my I, I have a hand right now that I've been playing uh, a deck that I've been playing right now that I think. 
And lately, I've been I've been busy, but I, I think I have a little bit of downtime this weekend. I think I could conceivably get all the way, if not close to infinite. I think I can do it. What with every card? Um, no, like you know how like you can get up to up to like as you're playing like your rank as you rank oh, up. Okay. I think I think I can rank up to infinite. I think I can. Wow. Uh, just just because I've been so happy with this hand, uh, with this deck, and the way it's been playing for me. I didn't get Kitty until I had someone play her against me, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she just went up to like twenty points. Like, wh- wait, mm-hmm. whoa! <laughs> yes. Like, okay. Yes. So I'm like, I'll take advantage of this. So her and Spider Ham are a great combo to use as well. I'm discovering. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, love combos. Um, but gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Secret Invasion. All right. So let's just go right. ahead and say we will be doing spoiler alerts out the wazoo tonight. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, spoiler alert. Thank you, Phil. Okay. One time Phil pops into the lair and then disappears. We need more Coulson in the MCU again. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if if I'm wrong in saying this, I don't want to be right. Uh, you're not wrong. No. So, um. Sending to your screens now. Number four. Eric, let's start with you. Oh, let's start with me. Okay. Let me put on my James Gunn glasses here. <laughs> okay, one of one of my favorite quotes in this whole episode was when Nick and Talos are talking about midlife crisis shopping sprees. Quote, "What did you get for yours? The Avengers." <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it just the way just like that was a throwaway line. Yeah. It was a total throwaway line, but oh my god, I I, I lolled at that one. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. It was it, it, it was delightful. That that was. I'm like, he's not I, wrong. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say there were very few bright spots in this episode for me. That it, was one of. Them. It, it was an interesting episode. I'll say uh, that. Interesting is a Chinese curse, maybe. <laughs> so, Kylan, you're number four. Uh, number four for me is don't trust anyone. Yep. Yeah, just, yeah. Don't yeah. don't trust anyone. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing that Fury has taught us over the years. Well, it's stuff like this that gives us trust issues. My number yes. four is only number four because I just wanted to get the elephant out of the room right from the start. We find out when Talos is talking to his daughter and she says, "Where's mom? Mom was killed." Mm-hmm. What? You're going to do that to Sharon? Now you even give her the opportunity to come back and be a part of the series, yeah. Sharon. Sharon, if you're out there listening right now, and we hope that you are, I just want to take the moment to apologize. Your character deserved better. You deserved better. Yes. If, if anything, we're sorry. We're sorry that Marvel Studios was bunch. It was a bunch of dinkuses. If you were going to kill her off, you should have had the courtesy of doing it on screen, on screen. and maybe right. even have that happen in front of Talos and and the daughter. Yes. 
or you could have gone back and at least done a flashback and brought her in for the flashback but no no so no. still sticking with hashtag justice for soren and it's so funny zoe on adventures and geek posted something on instagram about it <laughs> and I'm like, she did it she goes what's y'all's hashtag like justice for soren okay thank you it's <laughs> like okay what's going on she goes you'll see you later <laughs> Mm-hmm. Open up Instagram and there it is. I'm like, wow. Even the kids pissed. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. Number three. Back to you, Eric. Okay. My other good quote for the episode where Maria Hill and Nick Fury are sitting in the bar over the chess table and he makes a comment. It's like, how do you think that we kept the Cold War from getting hot? Spooks like me buying drinks. She says, now you can't say that. He says, no. You can't say that. Yeah. Yes. That was hilarious. I mean, it's kind of like that's that and the Avengers quotes. That's the two best quotes of the episode. Yes. And it almost seemed like it was a nice jab to society right Mm -hmm. now as it is, Mm -hmm. which I wonder how much of that line was uh or that sequence was a um, all sam jackson since he's an executive producer on the show uh, you know right. what if samuel l jackson wants to ad lib a line or two you let him ad lib a line or two right i mean samuel l jackson is starting to hit morgan freeman level with with his with his thoughts well and, except and for where great. he calls marvel fans incels but you know that's well, we can overlook that hopefully mm-hmm I didn't. Re- I didn't know. So I. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, he, I'll still overlook it though. It, it had to do with Brie Larson had a meltdown on set, and he's attacking people that don't like her. Yeah. You know what? It, it's the same song and dance. I, I say kudos. I mean, he, he's going to stick up for a cast or or a castmate that. I mean, I've heard something similar recently about a a pro wrestler from a show on earlier in the week and everyone's jumping like uh it's not her fault she did what she was asked to do based on the choreography and the script of the show or a script of her match i mean i mean i she's following directions i I, i'm going to admit i am not impressed by the larson just in general i mean she she strikes me as literally every item on a starbucks menu average (laughs) quality outlandish hype but i don't go out of my way to hate on her no right and it really because it's not worth it but you know there's there's something about her that feige likes or the casting directors like with her as captain marvel i don't know if there's a better choice for carol danvers because i haven't thought about it because she's in it she's in the role now yeah i mean she's been cast right uh, there's only really been one or two people in the mcu that have been recast right and one of them is because the person died. The other one's because the original was an idiot. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, the third one is the same way. Well. And, and was wanting too much power. Yeah. I, I'm just like. But, I, but we won't talk yeah, about yeah. Ed Norton and That's, Terrence Howard. That is a rant, a soapbox for another day. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Kylan, you're number three. My number three is, as much as I hate to say it. Fury has lost a step. God, yes. I, I hate to say it, but yeah. And it's not like he ain't getting told that. No. Oh, he's no. being told. I mean, I get it. You gotta, it's a hero's journey. Yeah. 
if he comes in and he's every bit the badass that he was in Avengers, there's no real hero's journey. Right. Right. See, and, and that's the that's the other side of that. And I was and that's the thing I was thinking about. Like we we need him to to have his struggle. Yep. You know? Well it, it just uh, it just helps make the end credit scene in Spider Man Far From Home that much stronger. Yes. Yes. Now, of, you know, at the end with that end credit scene that oh Fury this whole time's been Talos and Maria Hill the whole time's been Soren. Right. And why? Because Fury's not Fury's just not there. No. And, and I think and, there I think there was some alluding to in Spider Man Far From Home about that during that end credit scene. But yeah. Uh, my, my number, uh, did you still have more? No, okay. no, no. My number three is Everett Ross really dead. Now, see, I was curious about that because it was not Ross that got killed. It was a right. scroll. It was the scroll impersonator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that begs the question after what we saw going on in the scroll encampment, if somebody's impersonating Everett Ross, what's the status of the real Everett Ross? Yeah, right. We, we saw in the encampment when when they did the impersonation, they killed yeah. well, the original they didn't host. Kill, but they're kind of like you know. Not, now, wasn't not he good stuck things are happening to Wakanda the original. At the wasn't he stuck in Wakanda at the end of uh, Black Panther? Though, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's the question. I mean, my question is, where's the real Ross? Yeah. Well, I guess right. the, I guess the other question is too. Where where is this taking place in the timeline? That's an even better question, because it says present day. Right. If we want to take right. that at its word, that's twenty twenty three. Right. But which, it's post blip. Right. So it'd be present day post blip, which would be twenty twenty five. Right. Yeah. So. So I don't know. I, I I would I think that'd be a good question to start posting on Instagram and Twitter to Marvel. It's like you say present day, but are we talking present day twenty twenty five? Yeah, what's or, I mean it has to be because it, Because if you're saying present day twenty twenty three, we're still mid we're we're three years into the snap. Yeah, but they said they told Nick you've been different since you've come back after yeah, this is come back. This is post blip. It is post blip. Okay, so in the MCU, and I know it's post blip. So in the MCU, present day is that five year. We're we're in twenty twenty five. Right, right. And now, but I don't know how far into it we are. Right. Though. Right. So number two. Aaron. Okay, my number two. Where's my list? Okay, I'm gonna call this now. Gaia turns traitor and finds redemption. By turning against Gravis at the end, by the by the finale of the series or okay. the season, I, I'm just I, we, we see the seeds. They are telegraphing this like Samuel freaking Morse. Well, doesn't Talos <laughs> tell her that Gravis killed Soren? Well, he doesn't tell her straight up. Gravis killed her. Says right. you were you are working for her killer. I mean, he he tells her, but he doesn't directly tell her. Right. And I'm also calling it right here. I'm seeing a 58% chance that Talos dies over the course of this series. And it's his death that causes her to turn against Gravis. Hmm. So his death causes the face turn. I, I 
I am not at this point prepared to to fully commit to Talis snuffing it, but I I think there's a better than average chance. That it, me and wrestling, that would be the way of doing the face turn, taking the hill and making them baby face. Huh? So, mm. Kylan, you're number two. My number two is this feels like a different kind of series. Um, as like it, it starts off like it's actiony from the, from the jump. So that's not what makes it feel different it, to me. Even though there were like there there were some nice, some really great one-liners in the series, this definitely feels like it's going to be a darker series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I don't think that there's been any per se dark Marvel series out there. Like there's some you know, there's been some those series with some heavy or serious consequences. But like, Wandavision was kind of more quirky. Yeah. Like you know, there were some issues. There like there were some heavy topics there, but it was pretty quirky. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like, as far as uh, the the feel of the series, it kind of reminded me of Captain America Winter Soldier. You know. Right. Um, so, but this time around, like this series from the start. It just—I mean—that last episode, that 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 last two minutes was a gut punch, and I don't think that's ever really happened on the small screen. Now, no. of course, Infinity now, War, yes, but yeah, you know. Now, having said that, I th- I see a fifty-eight percent chance Talos is going to bite the big one mm-hmm. over the course of the series. I look here on IMDb's website for the series. Hmm. And Ben Bendelson, who plays Talos, is listed for six episodes. Mm. So okay. it could be that. But at the same time, Kobe Smulders, Maria Hill, is also listed for six episodes. Hmm. Interesting. Yet the uh, character who plays, let's see, who is it? Uh, where is he? Where is what? he? I just saw him. Richard Dormer, who plays Agent Pescott. He got killed in the episode, and he's only listed for one episode. Yeah. What about Ross? Uh, let me see here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, come on. He's got to be here. He's got to be here. You don't. Ah, oh, here we go. Martin Freeman is listed for only one episode. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So who does knows? it? Doesn't mean he won't pop up in another series. Th- that's possible. With the question, yeah, with questions going on. Yeah. Right. And John Cheadle, Brody, is only listed for one episode. Yeah, and, and he's and he's listed in the in the opening credits. Yeah. So, uh, well, my number two, the fight that breaks out with uh, is it Gravis, Talos, and Fury, or the scroll, the scroll? Yeah, that it was the uh, the art, the the bomb dealer. Yeah. Yes. And, and Talos that was goes, not Gravis. Yeah. Talos goes, I got this. And Fury goes to pull the weapon up again. No, I got this. It's mine. And then at the final, at the end, Fury shoots him. And Talos says, "I told you it was my. It was mine." Just, just the whole interaction between Fury and uh, and Talos in that, I just thoroughly enjoyed. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, this is gonna be fun to watch during this whole this whole uh, series and what they're doing. So, number one. Back to you, Eric. Okay. Um, this one. This is going to be kind of hard to swallow. This series has got to improve a whole heck of a lot 
before I can say this was a good series. Okay. Because, because first of all, Fury is broke down like Obi-Wan Kenobi at the beginning of his series. Mm-hmm. I need to see him more badass. There's a quote in there. The old Fury was three steps ahead. Yeah, that was Fury, is, trust Fury is three steps behind. And I know it's the hero's journey. I know he's got to progress. I know he's got to come out. But this is like old man Fury that's like, it's kind of like the, the most pressing question should be when's Jello? And the plot, I'm sorry, it feels like it was lifted and plagiarized from the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, with the scrolls essentially being space Palestinians. Yeah. I'm, I got to see more from this. It had moments that I enjoyed, but overall, it's just, I will not say lazy writing. I will not say lazy writing, but it seems like it was pieced together with AI. Mm-hmm. I want to like this series. I right. really want to enjoy this series. Marvel did not make it easy with this episode. Oh, you you said something that I was going to use as a quote or as the show title, and I continue listening, and I don't remember what it was. Well, I have those moments of brilliance. You, you really should pay closer attention because they don't come often. I was trying to find paper <laughs> pencil to write it down with. Well, the good thing is that this is recorded, so, you know. Yeah, you but I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be too lazy to go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, y'all know we have done this for what, you know, years now, almost a decade now. We will give ah, Marvel right, tough right. love on this podcast when it's needed. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, and it, and it started with season one, first half of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And <laughs> I think this is a tough love situation. I, I got to see better fury. Fury better get his crap together in a hurry. Yeah, there. I mean, but you know what? We got six episodes, so I know, you know. I know. The show has its work cut out for it. It does, in my opinion. Your mileage may vary. So, Kylan, you're number one. My number one. Anita Hill. No, freaking yeah. a. Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh. Her and Coulson have been with this from the beginning. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Did you say Anita Hill? I oh swear that's what I oh, heard. Oh, snap, was... you did. I did. <laughs> Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Sorry. History lesson. That's okay. <laughs> Y'all can go Google that later. Yes, but later. You do so at your own risk. Sorry, Maria I can't, as I wrote that, I'm like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Dude, my second day on Jeopardy, I was, do, I had a first ladies category. Yeah. I had studied first ladies and I kept wanting to call Francis Folsom, Francis Farmer, Francis Folsom being like, um, you know, Grover Cleveland's wife. Right. And I kept doing that. And I said, this is going to come to bite me in the butt. And sure enough, it was a daily double. Oh. The answer was Francis Folsom, and I blurred out Francis Farmer. And I realized it after I said it, and I said, no, it's Francis Folsom, and they couldn't take it. 
Right. Oh, dude. So I feel you, my brother. I feel you. My, uh, (sighs) my number one. And it's been making major talk today on social media. And I'm almost wondering if it was purposely done for the sake of the show. And that's the intro being all done by AI. I'm going to say it. I was not a fan of the intro. I wasn't either, but it makes me wonder if the fact that the intro was done by AI, if that isn't part of a storyline set up for the show, that maybe the show's being done by scrolls. <laughs> I think that's a level of fourth wall breaking that uh, should be reserved for Deadpool and She-Hulk. Well, I, I think it's being, I, I'm not meaning it as a way of fourth wall breaking, but I'm meaning it in the aspect of scrolls are, are in more control than we think they are. Are so, you sure so, this isn't just a case of Marvel Studios trying to get around the writer strike? No, because this wouldn't have been, this would have been, oh, yeah, this would have been the before priest. This would have been pre-strike. Well, yeah, we, plus, we, we think so. Plus, this is the intro is, you know, that type of stuff is done by groups like Perception, which I don't think Perception is involved on this project. I have to go back and watch the credits again, but yeah. uh, no, it, this would have been done by a third party. And I think that's where okay. people, you know, it, it was far, you know, it was a contract contract work for that. But the, the, the question comes down to if this was AI driven or full AI created, how many millions went to, or how many thousands or millions went to the group that did the intro for something that, you know, someone at Marvel Studios could have said, okay, AI generator, create me an intro. Well, I mean, that's not, that's not an unfair question. Right. I mean, did I not just say the, the script sounded like it was written by AI? Yeah, you did. But but it also goes back to what if Feige came back and said, maybe, and maybe that's just for this this episode. Who knows? We'll find out next week if it's the same same thing. But what what if for a few episodes it is you know the intro is done by AI and it, and the whole purpose is just how much because the intro had very much very very heavy scroll connotations to it, right. So maybe it's implying, you know, it's, it's even though it was AI done, that maybe it was scroll driven for the intro. It's possible. It is very possible. And, and again, going back to scrolls are in are, are here more. There's more scrolls here than we actually thought. So I mean, it is a I, secret I think, invasion. And how I, and how and how can you convey that than having AI do the intro as part of the invasion? I think that makes perfect sense because, I, I mean, did they not allude to? There being more scrolls on Earth than anybody realize. Yeah. 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 So I think that plays into it. Yeah. So um so overall, episode one, hope for the series. I I liked it. Um I I would there I I would I I feel like that it's that this is a hero's journey for Fury. Um plus Maybe, hopefully, we're going to see Fury play a bigger role with this next phase than what we got you know, from previous phases. Because he, after Winter Soldier, I mean, he popped up now and then, but for the most part, you didn't see him. Right. You know, and I, and I, I feel like, 
I feel like that as a character, since we we don't really have, maybe Fury is going to be the one that would be our connection to this world now. Because we need that. We don't really have that anymore. Yes. The MCU needs a Nick Fury. Yep. Yes. So, Eric, your final thought, or your, your feeling about the show. I oh. think I've already been clear about my opinion of the show. I, I, I generally do not allow optimism to creep into my life uninvited like a chirpy ninja. <laughs> I want to have hope for the series. I want to enjoy the series. There have been several MCU series on Disney Plus that managed to get past the first couple of issues, episodes. Now I'm doing issues. Um, first couple of episodes and really finish on a high note, like WandaVision, Biz Marvel, just two that come to mind. And if I were to allow optimism to creep into my life, I would let it creep into the thought that maybe it's going to follow suit. If we can get past the first couple of episodes, Mm -hmm. it's really going to take off and it's really going to find its niche. And it's going to be a good overall series. Do you do you see this series as one that at this point in time, immediate comparison to Loki? No, because I'm still salty over what they did to Loki. But we could be heading that same way with Fury. I mean, it, I don't want to say it, but. Well, you know what? That's a very good analogy, and I did not think of it. Hmm. But they took Loki, who was a character that was always playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers, and he's three moves ahead. Right. And what did they do in Loki? They completely stripped him of that. Right. Fury is a very similar character. He is usually, and again, there's a quote in the show that says the old Fury was three steps ahead of everyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, dang, you get the freaking genius award for tonight for that analogy. You do. Well, I'll just say this episode was not so furious. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> And I think, because we always come up with some sort of witty thing, like knock points or knocking points for Hawkeye, Kamala's Chronicles for Miss Marvel. I'm thinking Fury, our recaps for this will be the Fury Files. Okay. Okay. I like it. Okay. And I say that and I have the Rockefeller theme playing in my head. (laughs) So, uh, Rockford Files? Rockford Files, yeah. Yeah. God, now it's in my head, too. Thanks. <laughs> yep, there you go. Thank Thanks you. a lot, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. I had to share. I swear, if I have weird dreams tonight. Blame Jim Rockford. <laughs> if James Garner shows up in my dreams tonight, I'm texting you at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, ignore- Jim Rockford won't leave me alone. I'll ignore it like every other text message I get from anyone at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Final thoughts, gentlemen. Mm, I think I'm all thought it out. I have a final thought that has absolutely nothing to do with Marvel. The 2023 Men's College World Series Championship is set 7 p.m. on ESPN on Saturday. It will be the mm-hmm. fifth time that it is all an SEC final. We have LSU facing Florida. Wow. Wow. Well, my final thought 
I I'm now a little hesitant about watching the Stan Lee documentary on Disney Plus mm-hmm. because from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of claims that Stan Lee is getting a lot of credit for stuff that Jack Kirby did, and there's not and there's not the uh, recognition back towards Kirby. I, see, I I don't know. I mean, I I know that the that Kirby's son, mm-hmm. uh, he posted something. And I don't know, there's this part of me that wants to, there's this part of me who wants to watch it and see if, if there was any, if there's anything that's open to interpretation and somebody says, hey, they didn't specifically say blah, blah, blah. So they must be trying to say blah, blah, blah. You know? Well, I'm, I, don't I'm, know. I, wanna, I don't know. I almost wonder too, if this is going to be a series of documentaries coming out and that there will be one just on Jack mm-hmm. or if they're going to rectify any of this issue, they do a documentary on Jack and then turn it into a series on major influential people from Marvel. And then the next, and then the next one should be uh JRS John Romito senior. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can definitely do an entire series on on influential comic book people like mm-hmm. you know Byrne and Romita, both of them. Right. Uh, Steve Ditko, uh, Kirby. I, and- I I say at the moment, if we're going to do it, let's let's touch on those that have passed since they're starting off with Lee. Yeah. Yeah, let's I can get see that. Kirby. Let's get Kirby in there, especially since at Avengers Campus in California, we have the Kirby crack. Right. Well. Well, that's where we get like a previous guest from a previous issue who, you know, actually wrote a book about Kirby. That's right. I mean, there's your Kirby documentary right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I still love that book. Oh, yeah. The book is absolutely fantastic. Now, I don't know that you could do it if you if what you are hearing about the Stanley documentary is correct. Right. Because you're going to wind up contradicting yourself. Yeah. Well, I've started to watch it. I don't remember how far in I got to it. Then I'm like, you know, this is, this is going to be one of those I'm going to have to watch in pieces in lumps mm-hmm. because it, it's just not, it's, it's not, it's not enough at the moment to hold my interest to just sit down and watch it the whole way through. Right. I'm going to have to be okay. I'm curious to know a little bit more. I'm going to watch a little bit more. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch until I get full, and then I'm going to stop and watch something else. All right. So I'm going to take it in steps. Mm. But um, if there's nothing else, gentlemen. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Only thing I could think of is time to go dark. You have reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark. Please leave a message.